Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to yet again another fantastic indie creator interview. It is your Cape Crusader, Cody, and we are keeping it geekly with our returning friend, Kevin Kalvman of I Have a Demon. We're here to break down their brand new chapter 17 and some big news is for I Have a Demon and much more. Welcome to the stream. Welcome back. How have you been since you last been on? I've been good. I've been good for sure. Um, I've been feeling really good. Um, everything's been going smoothly. So I'm excited to be back on the show. Thanks for having me. That is so awesome. I'm excited to have you back too. It's been what I, I would say about a month uh, since our last interview. I think it's uh, I think it was a couple months. I think the last one was in June. Um, June. Yeah. Yeah. Time yeah, flies yep. though. Shoo. Shoo. I know. Where did uh, the summer go? <laughs> and I, we, we, we covered uh, roughly uh, chapter one. Uh, we're going to be looking at chapter 17 though. So a little bit of a skip, but you can find all of those chapters on Global Comics as well. So for anyone who's tuning in for the first time here, give us a little bit about who you are and the type of comic that you uh, create. Sure. Um, so uh, like Cody said, my name is Kevin. I'm a, I'm transgender. Um, so that's like the biggest thing about me. I incorporate a lot of that into the series. Um, my husband and I both, um, we, we like to incorporate personal challenges into the story as well. So a lot of our characters have experienced things that we've experienced um, or at least have uh, had people close to us experience. We like to draw from from the real world, even though the world itself is a fantasy. Um, so the basis behind I Have a Demon basically just kinds of kind of starts off talking about like how you know I grew up very sheltered, so my main character grew up very sheltered, um, and it shows that throughout the journey how he expands and develops as a person and comes to terms with himself and faces all these new challenges. Um, and then each character, each character individually has a complicated and difficult um, backstory that leads to who they are to at the end of the story. Um, mm -hmm. And they all intertwine in one way or another. So it's it's going to be very, very intricate to write and it's going to take quite a bit of time. But I think it will be worth the investment um, for anyone who's interested in demons or who likes comics with campy lgbt characters um or anyone who's a fan of berserk because <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of pain uh <laughs> <laughs> that's naruto though right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there will be pain <laughs> we have uh alan russ that over on youtube just here to support fellow creators have fun cody's a great host alan thank you so much for stopping by i really appreciate your kind words and and uh the chance that we had to break everything down on your end as well it's it's always awesome to see other creators start to return and trickle into the live stream and, you know because in the end it kind of just feeds into itself it makes the show that much bigger for the next show uh and uh, i'm great yeah i'm grateful for it so you uh you told me you gave me a little bit of indication backstage that there was some changes coming to uh the way you guys are creating comics so how is that you know what are we looking at in terms of you know what to expect uh for chapters you know in the future yes so um some people may have noticed that starting with chapter 16 we did start um reformatting some of the pages and the reason being was because um the further we got into this portion of the story we realized that um, webtoons restrictions were going to be too strict so we were gonna we knew we were gonna have some difficulties with kind of toning it down and censoring was, uh, some the, areas the restrictions if you don't mind me interrupting um so just in terms of like what they what they have for um like violence and um like some of the character outfits like would be inappropriate and i don't really feel like that's something that needs to be censored you know so it's just it felt like it was going to be 
um, taking away from the actual story. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to expand to another area that would allow us to tell it the way we want to. Um, so as, as much as we have started on Webtoon and they've definitely been an excellent platform for us to get our feet wet, we thought that it would be in our best interest to kind of move over and start um, expanding our options. So we do still have chapters one through 16 available on Webtoon. Um, we were originally gonna stop posting after the end of this arc, which was chapter 25, but we decided to kind of just taper off, just given the fact that um, it, we just felt it wasn't gonna be beneficial for us. Um, but like I said, they, the censored versions are still available on Webtoon. The uncensored versions will all be available on Global Comics. Uh, and the uh, in terms of the reformatting, we're going from vertical scroll to page by page, which is the way that it was intended to be written. So a lot of the early chapters eventually are going to be redone. That and answers take... one of my questions I already had loaded yep. up too. So, <laughs> uh, What's yep. that move look like for you though? I know you said you had all your catalog on Global Comics, but it has to be somewhat of, of a hit to, to be leaving webcomics, right? Because that's where you started. That's where I would imagine that a big chunk of your audience would be. Yeah, it's definitely going to be one of those things where it's like, you know, parting is sweet sorrow. You know, it, it's, it's going to be sad to not be really a part of the Webtoon Canvas community anymore as much as we were. Um, but at the same time, I feel like for the sake of telling our story, I think it's important. Mm -hmm. um, especially since we're getting to an arc where pretty much all of it would have to be censored and it, we wouldn't be able to do it in a way that would make it readable. Sounds like a, makes... one hell of a ride. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of going zero to 60. Uh, <laughs> so we're, we're gonna, we're gonna take off pretty, pretty fast. Um, because uh, the, the arc that's coming up, which is another one of the changes that uh, I was going to address, is actually going to be, the art is going to be done by my husband. Okay. So we're going to kind of go back and forth. And this is an arc that uh, he he wrote and or his characters that he's created. And he's going to be doing the art and the scripting and all of that. And we're going to be working very closely together on it just to kind of fill in gaps and things like that. But um we're doing that so that we can kind of keep it balanced so it's not too much work for either one of us i was gonna say that um, must be like a nice little break for you to kind of like be able to like you know kick back and relax a little bit it's definitely a reprieve um and it's nice because we each get to put our own individual touch mm -hmm. you know like it's we've created our own characters we've you know we've written the whole story but now it's like they look at it and all they see is my art and that's not fair considering we're both artists we're both working on it how can we fix this well let's both draw it mm -hmm. um you know so we're gonna be we're gonna be taking turns with that and kind of alternating and he's actually been drawing a lot of the title pages as well so most of the title pages that have been on the recent chapters he's drawn and i've colored so we've been so his art's been inter integrated already yes we've been we've been doing a lot to start showcasing that as well so um, does he have like any different techniques that we are going to see or anything or is it going to be pretty much just like on point with what you've created no his art style is very different from mine um he is so generally what i do is i draw everything on paper and then i trace it digitally um just to make it look a little more crisp uh he is actually going to be doing everything on paper um 
And then he is going to probably be doing a lot of watercolor. Mm -hmm. um, so he he's more of a painter and a, and a, you know, pen and paper artist. So we're going to see a pretty dynamic shift in art styles. But I think that um, it's important to include things like that because it shows that the story is being told by people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I think that I think that when with a lot of comics and a lot of web comics, the styles can be lost um and everything just ends up looking the same after a while and that's not to say that every webcomic looks the same it's just i've noticed that um you know some of the really popular ones they all tend to kind of gravitate towards the same themes mm -hmm. um and that's not and that's not a bad thing you want to do whatever makes it easiest for you but i personally feel like um if there's multiple people working on a project who all have the ability to draw or the ability to showcase their art i think that that should be done yeah um, i i really like this, that too i think that's a, a cool way to kind of tie both parties into it yeah and i and i think it'll be an interesting like you know shock to the system it's not going to look the same every time you read it you know so you can you can go and read you know the first arc that i did and then you can go back and you can get to the second arc and it's just like whoa hold on is this the same story and then it's like wait what's happening here and then it just kind of i feel like it will want to pull you in more because you're going to mm -hmm. see that it's a different you know and it's it's going to be a totally different art style but it still is going to be the same plots the same characters the same story being told just being told from like a slightly different side so i think it's going to be very interesting the way it'll tie together no that's really cool real quick uh we have alan over on youtube but uh, the stream is buffering here and there uh, not sure if that's on uh, his end or not. It, uh, Kevin actually has uh, some uh, storms going on right now, so that could be affecting the camera quality. Uh, if it, if it's on my end though, then it could be something on you know going on in my end. But just to kind of give you that heads up, I mean, it it could be either or. Uh, but we're you know we're gonna work through. We're we're already you know doing awesome halfway through, and um, you know so I got to ask you: Is there gonna be any sort of explanation for the different art styles, or are you kind of just gonna full send it? So we're going to definitely full send it. Um, that's always, you know, I feel like that's the most fun. <laughs> but uh, for sure, like, it, you know, if people have questions about it, if they're if they're uh, confused as to why it happens, I'm just going to be like, well, we, you know, we decided to switch it up. Why not? You know, mm -hmm. it, it, it makes it easier for the both of us. And it allows us both to kind of tell the story our way without really changing the plot or anything like that we're still getting the point across we're just doing it in a way where um you know it's more personal to each of us as an individual so for as far as like scripting and storylines uh are they gonna be is this gonna be something where you look over like his take on the script as well to kind of just make sure they're coinciding with one another absolutely yeah because we we worked on all of the all of the plots and everything together so obviously we want to make sure that they're cohesive Mm -hmm. Um, so before anything is published, we're going to be making sure that we're cross-referencing, um, to make sure that our plot and our story and our script makes sense. Cause we don't want to be finding out later on that we, we posted something and it's like, oh crap, that's not what we wanted it to be. Or now mm -hmm. this doesn't make sense because we did this instead of this. So we've actually, we've spent many hours, uh, going back and forth and working out those little nuances because um, we knew that we were going to be doing this from the very beginning. So I figured the best way to um, the best way to address it is to just, you know, kind of lay it out all at once. And then as we go through it, just double check and make sure that we're still doing what we said we were going to do. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I really like how you're incorporating uh, his takes as well in script writing. It seems like it's going to like add like a whole different like personality to, to the to the writing and to the story. You know, I, I really like that concept a whole lot. What type of uh, what type can you give us any sort of hints or indication of like what type of story he's going to be constructing or, you know, where we could see, you know, his take go? Yeah, so his um, his is going to be very dark. So as you can, as I as I mentioned before, um, you know, it, it, this is definitely a story for people who like Berserk. Uh, <laughs> and I, I know, as I mentioned in the last interview, Berserk is his favorite series. So when we get into this arc, there's going to be a lot more, um, you know, a lot more heart wrenching scenarios. It's not going to be a slow burn you know, like the first part of it was. And and mm -hmm. mine did have some intensity. It had it had some scenes where, you know, some things happened that were probably unexpected. It had, you know, a part where the main character started undergoing some changes and then, you know, kind of came back from it. But this part is gonna be where, you know, everything is on the table. Um, you know, and obviously we don't wanna do too too much right at the beginning, but yeah, it's going to be a major catalyst for what goes on for the rest of the series so it's going to be a very important arc um and that's why i definitely trust him to do it because i feel like he could probably tell it better than i could <laughs> no it did I, I i like how it's definitely adding like a whole nother layer to like the to the darkness and and how uh his his you know way of breaking into it's going to be different than yours it, it adds like a whole different sense to it almost uh, so I think right now would be a perfect time. Let's go ahead and check out chapter 17 in its entirety and see where things are leading up. Now, you said uh, you're going to be working until chapter 25 for the first arc or? Yes, the first arc ends at chapter 25. And that is when we will begin our segue into the second arc. Okay. Um, and I don't I don't want to give too much away about that. But there is some promo art that is in the works. Um, that we will be releasing once chapter 25 has finished. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's check out 17 uh, and then just know that in a couple chapters, uh, there's going to be some pretty big changes happening. But all right. So we are looking at the cover for uh, chapter 17, Residence. Uh, so what's uh, going on here? It looks like uh, they're in a marketplace, you know, a lot of action going on. So this is kind of like a modern AU type of thing that my husband did for the cover page. They're in an arcade. Um, okay. And they're 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 kind of just like messing around. So we have on the far left. Oh, you're you're uh, sorry. Mic cut out. I accidentally uh, muted my mic. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> some some words have to be coming out at some point. I don't know. No, that was me. That was a mistake. Um. On the far left, crouched on the ground in the red shirt. Um, that's actually a Char from the from the first few chapters. Um, she's kind of hanging out at the at the arcade with them. She's at like a robot claw machine. And then we have um, Kagan and a newer character actually sitting on the ground in the front. Um, so he is being released in this chapter. So you'll see him. Um, inside of the claw machine is Kasoko, which is the little one-eyed demon from uh, chapter eight when they were introduced. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then Ikiru is kind of looking at him like, why are you in the claw machine? Please get out. <laughs> <laughs> and then off to the far side is um, the monk and another character that is released in this chapter. 
And then in the background is actually kind of an allusion to um, to one of the villains, but we haven't introduced him yet, so he's kind of just a shadow. Okay. But so it's kind of uh, it's kind of cluing into some things that will be happening. A lot of foreshadowing. I, I like that. I like that. So let's go ahead and start checking it out. So it looks like we have a little bit of uh, exposition happening. Yep. So. Um, that's just kind of following up with chapter 16. What happened at the end of chapter 16 is the monk found the book that they had mm -hmm. and he kind of showed it to them and Akira is confused. He's like, how did he find the book? And Kagan's just explaining, you know, it was the only thing that survived when your body caught on fire. Uh, so <laughs> he wants to know what's going on with it. And it looks like we find out that the book is uh, actually demonic as well. Yes. Um, and then that is where um, the one character that is um, on the front cover, that is where she is introduced. Her name is Arduva. She is an Amazon. Blushing there too. I love that. <laughs> yes, she's, she, she's a sweetheart. Um, I honestly really love her. She was designed by my husband. Um, I think she is a wonderful character. She has a great personality. And um, she's one of the more happy characters. Mm -hmm. Is that, you know, for uh, a webtoon that's kind of dark and, and, and uh, you know, kind of the opposite from happy. Like, was that like a harder character to write? Like someone who was always happy? Um, Not really, just because at this point in the story, like no one really knows what direction it's going to go. So at the like you know introducing a happier character when there hasn't really been a whole lot of chaos yet mm -hmm. isn't challenging. What's going to be challenging is when it starts getting rough, making sure that she maintains that disposition. So that's why it's nice that um, you know I'm I have another person working on it with me because I have a tendency to kind of make everyone a cynic. <laughs> I love this little introduction too. So this is the monk, I, I presume. That is the monk. His name is Acriocles. Uh, it's a little bit of a, a tongue twister. It's a Greek name, um, but he is he is the monk, and the the Amazon Arduva is his beloved. So they I love are, this little introduction, the little plop. <laughs> yeah, she's right on the head. <laughs> I always found out that thought that that would be funny. <laughs> and so now it looks like there's kind of someone oh. behind them too i was gonna say in the background like um, like observing them it looks like uh yes so what we have is like the little the little cartoon dudes um uh in the in the corner we have uh kagan just kind of back there and then akiru i didn't draw any details because i wanted them to look like they were small and far away mm -hmm. um but then hiding behind the wall is one of the other characters that was on the cover page who's being introduced um and he is going to be a significant character as well. So there's a lot of rumbling about about them waking up too. So it looks like this is a uh, something something big's about to happen. It looks like almost. Yes, um, there is some stuff coming for sure. So the um, the character that it has just been introduced, his name is Godbrand, which will be shown later in the chapter. Um, he doesn't know very many humans he hasn't interacted with very many humans so seeing humans aside from the ones like aside from the monk is very rare for him mm -hmm. so he's very he's very curious at the moment especially since Ikiru is kind of a weird human 
Um, so he, you know, he wants to know what's going on and uh, he's, he's just interested in everything that's happening. Um, and then he found it even more curious that he was brought there with another demon. So he's just like, what, you know, what's happening here? What's this scene? Like, I need to know. <laughs> and then it looks like uh, this other one wants to meet them. Like, so um, I'm certain you will find them amusing too. So it, you, this is a rather interesting uh, confrontation, it looks like. Yes. So that's Kasoko. He was the one that was their guide through the woods. And mm -hmm. he is kind of encouraging Godbrand to come out from behind the wall and say hello. Um, and he's just like, you know, I thought they were funny. I think you'll find them funny. Mm -hmm. You know, you just, you know, come say hello, come meet them. And, uh, it kind of goes from there. But, um, at first he's very, he, you know, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to do it, but he does. <laughs> and then they notice that, uh, he's in fact another demon and has a unique quality about him, a tail. So what type of demon is he? Uh, you know, what, like, what, what can you tell us a little bit more about his character design? So he is half fish. He is a fish demon. He, his mother um, is a koi, is a mm -hmm. koi demon, and his father is like a warrior. So it looks like this is where we get our official introduction to Godbrand, and it looks like the monk right here is still wearing uh, his interesting helmet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's his favorite headgear. That's why he doesn't have hair. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't blame him though. I don't blame him, and it looks like she's not too opposed to it either. We see some heart, heart flashing uh, right, right up here. So, uh, what's going on with Godbrand though? It looks like he's kind of like down in the dumps. It looks like you know he's a little bit I, out of his element, maybe. So that is a Kiru. Um, oh, okay. My apologies. Yes, that is no, that's okay. Um, he's kind of just he's still adjusting to this new world. So he's just like I, you know, every everywhere I turn, there's this new creature that I now have to get used to, and and um, the the kind of basis behind that is goes back to him growing up being sheltered and not knowing about all of these other creatures so now that he's in encountering them in real life he's like i don't know how to process this you know? <laughs> like don't like, blame him though like just like two weeks ago i met an umbrella with a hat and now and now i have to uh now i have to deal with the, this fish boy like what do i do <laughs> and uh <So. laughs> one thing too is i only had the chance to read i think the first like one or two chapters so we kind of did a pretty big time jump in between. So uh, I, this, uh, you know, this is my first time seeing this character. So that's kind of why I was thrown off a little bit for anyone that's listening. So that's yes. that, that way people in the comments don't try to call me out. <laughs> well, you should definitely read the rest because it will, <laughs> it will fill in a lot of gaps for you. So right here is another interesting uh, interaction too. So we see these two getting out of bed still. Uh, and then some radiant and uh, excitement going on in this corner. Yeah, so Kasoka's always, he's, he's very cheerful. Um, you know, they're always excited to, to interact. And they're just like, oh, hey, I want you to meet my friends. And then Godbrand <laughs> is kind of just like, I don't really want to be here. I don't really know what's going on. I wasn't ready to meet anybody. And then um, Kagan and Akira just don't really know how to act. Like they're just they're just like I don't I don't want to be rude, but like what do I do? <laughs> and, uh, and I like an awkward, the uh, the attention silence. to detail with the tail wrapped around the leg right here too. Even in their smaller like chibi-ish forms, uh, you still maintain that detail. Uh, yes, I I try I try like when. Um, you know, if it's something that's not really necessary, then sometimes I might leave it out. Like, um, like when I do their little bubble figures, I won't draw their hair or anything like that. But 
when it's something like that when um when it's that nuanced but it's important to my character i will keep it in and that's something that will be shown throughout the story actually is that he does that pretty frequently um you know so i wanted to make sure that that detail was maintained to show that that is something that's going to be consistent mm -hmm. so right here we see him kind of questioning if uh, he's okay who's he uh, who's he talking about um, so he's talking about Godbrand. So, um, cause Godbrand's kind of just been standing there, not really doing anything, not saying anything, just kind of standing there staring. So <laughs> Kier, or, uh, Kagan's kind of just like, is, 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 is he all right? You know, what's going on here? <laughs> then hold on. Sometimes, uh, I got to refresh the page. It's into like a loading circle. And then, uh, it, it, you know, we've um, been raising him since he lost his parent. Or is this, uh, no, this is uh, page five. Yeah, it skipped a page. Oh, hold on one second. There we go. Um, so, yeah, so basically, um, Godbrand is mute. Okay. So he, he just doesn't, he's capable, like, he's extremely intelligent. And he's capable of understanding all different types of speech. But he himself cannot speak. So is so. it hard to, like like convey that you know the the mannerisms of being mute like in, in a comic um it can be challenging considering um you know as somebody who who can speak it it's definitely a different perspective um i kind of take a little bit of it from my husband describing his experiences with his younger brother um his younger brother is severely autistic and was nonverbal for the first several years of his life um so we kind of are basing it off of that as if he were um as if he were nonverbal. And not to say that Godbrand is autistic because that has not been confirmed nor denied, but he is nonverbal. Mm -hmm. Um so generally when he is interacting, he will either use like he'll either write stuff down or he will um kind of make si uh signals with his hands it's like their own kind of um asl sort of mm -hmm. um we just haven't actually gotten so far as to break down what that's going to look like um but he's also a telepath with certain people and that will be revealed later on okay so I mean, with certain people, like what type of uh, scenario like enables that, uh, or is that something to yet be revealed? So I'm not gonna, do, I'm not gonna shed too much light on it because I think it will give away um, a pretty significant plot point. But I can say that there are other characters that have already been introduced that mm -hmm. he's able to communicate with. Okay, no, I gotcha, I gotcha, and we, we won't dig too deep, because, uh, we, you know, we like, we love getting the exclusive peaks, but we never want to spoil anything, so we kind of yes. get a, another look, too, that uh, he's been been raised since uh, he lost his parents, so God, you know, God brain's been through some some hardship. Yes, um, and there's a little bit, um, I was very, I tried to be clear with my wording in the sense that, um, you know, he lost his parents he didn't you know his parents aren't gone mm -hmm. they're lost so he doesn't know where they are um and that's something that is you know people aren't going to know until later on um and as you read you'll notice every character has their own font 
So that's kind of how I've been breaking up the dialogue. Um, so, because at the bottom where it says, I wonder if these humans can help me, that's Godbrand's thoughts. Okay. Um, that, that's him thinking like, you know, I, I wonder if they can help me in regards to finding his parents. No, and, and I, yeah, uh, so right here you could definitely see the, this is two different types of fonts as well. So someone different was that was uh, speaking this part out. Uh, I like that too. Was that, you know, was that challenging for you at all to kind of find fonts that flowed with one another? It was, it was a little bit tricky because um, part of it too was I wanted to pick a font that would suit the character as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if it was a character that was generally like more extravagant or boisterous, like I wanted to pick a font that would suit that. Like we have a character that, you know, as you read through it, you will see um, he, he was briefly introduced um, and he is constantly drunk. So I wanted to give him an exaggerated font that would reflect on him being drunk. You know, you could you could see it and you would know that, you know, he was being loud and he was being obnoxious without even having to, you know, without even having to be there. Mm -hmm. um, but then if you had a character who was more quiet or softer spoken, I wanted to pick a font that was less in your face. Um, but I still wanted them to look readable on a page. Mm -hmm. And I think I did a pretty okay job at that. It was definitely challenging because I had a limited number of fonts to work with. But I feel like um, as far as the overall flow, you know, I think it fits together. I think it works well. Um, and I didn't, I just, I didn't want the font to be the same across the board. I feel like that can get very mundane to read. Mm -hmm. Um, and it can be very, it can be very tricky keeping track of who's saying what. So I, I felt that that would be the easiest way to differentiate, especially when the character's face isn't on the page. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I really like the way you went about it. I think, uh, you know, at least from what we experienced going through it, that you were able to really nail it. Um, for every, everyone that's watching right now, here is a quick look at all of the social media platforms. You can find all of these linked below in the comments or in the description, uh, depending on what platform you're on. Now, do you want to give a shout out to your Patreon? Yes, um, we actually recently revamped our Patreon. So all of our tiers now have new uh, rewards and new updates available. So anyone who signs up for our Patreon will have the opportunity to actually influence uh, some of our future content, like one of oh. our tiers, a couple of our tiers actually, um, I forget exactly what they are. I did this, I want to say about a month or so ago, um, a couple of the tiers, if we get a certain number of, of patrons, um, they'll have the opportunity to enter their art to be put on merchandise. Um, and obviously like that, that artist in particular, like they would get the merch for free and they would be mm -hmm. able to, uh, you know, they would be able to claim the rights to the art, of course. And it would be like a limited run type of thing, but it would, you know, they would have the opportunity to have their art made into merchandise, um, for this, for the series. Um, and that's actually another update that I forgot to mention earlier. Uh, today has been a whirlwind. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we actually are working on developing new merchandise for the series to kind Let's of help, go. just to kind of help um, fund us in terms of production. Mm -hmm. So 
I, I'm currently, you know, as I mentioned in the last video, I've been drawing it with a laptop and my finger and that has not changed. So I'm working on uh, saving up for like an iPad and things like that, but it's been very challenging. So my goal is to kind of use the merchandise to leverage that. We mm -hmm. have a tea public shop that has some designs available on t-shirts, laptop cases, mugs, um, buttons, things of that nature. And then I'm also working on developing some prototype keychains with um, some art designs as well. And there, those will be available once I have the samples back in. I did order some a few weeks ago. Um, and those are going to be available for purchase um, probably through Store Envy. Um, I generally use them because they have more reasonable fees. For those of you out there who use Etsy, um, I know they charge out out the butt for fees oh so, yeah check out store envy <laughs> um, you know i see I a lot of people them, using uh coffee as well or uh ko-fi yeah like, I've, I've heard of that i haven't delved much into it yet but i'm thinking that that might also be an option for me i'm still kind of experimenting on what i think will be the best course of action mm -hmm. but i just feel like it's going to be the easiest way for me to um to finance the growth of the series because right now I'm able to do at, at least, you know, enough to tell the story, but I feel like I could make it so much more, um, you know, and I, I definitely don't want to continue to be restricted. So yeah. I, I've been in, I've, I've been looking into upgrading um, my equipment so that I can actually have proper drawing software <laughs> and uh, a proper tablet and things of that nature to make it more enticing to read because I know that it's not always the easiest to read through something that doesn't have a whole lot of flash to it and it's kind of just black and white um you know but I, I've been doing my best with it with what I can and I'm hoping that you know people will see the um you know see the art art the artistry I guess that I'm trying to put mm -hmm. into it but that I just don't quite have what I need for it <laughs> <laughs> So uh, what's next uh, outside of I Have a Demon, you know, is, that, is this like your primary focus for now or is there any other projects on the horizon? So this is my passion project. However, um, I do have another story that I came up with a few years ago that is it's unrelated, but is in the same universe. Um, and it is called Iron Empress. And it's about a princess who uh, her kingdom gets taken over. And she kind of has to work against everybody to get her kingdom back. Um, and I wanted to have a character with, or I wanted to have a story with a strong female lead. So it, it came to my mind after watching a lot of Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but the the idea behind it was just that, you know, it, it was kind of based on like growing up before knowing I was transgender. Like I had two older brothers, I got pushed around a lot. And I wanted to create a story where the character that's getting pushed around pushes back. Yeah. Um, you know, and it kind of reflects on how I wished I had pushed back when I was a kid. You know, I wish that I had defended myself more. I, you know, maybe things would have been different for me. Um, so it, it kind of takes into that. And it kind of is like younger, you know, confused with their identity not knowing what's going on in their life me um 
but that's been that's been something that I've been kind of working on behind the scenes as well. And it's not nearly as far along. I've just been working on the scripting for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually, I would like to start working on that as well. And it, 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 like I said, it does take place in one of the kingdoms within the universe of I Have a Demon, but it is a completely separate story. I, I, I like how it's in the same universe, but it's its own standalone, you know, story without having, you know, any real like deep connection with i have you know i have a demon and i love how deep it is you know like a symbolism for what you went through I, wow that 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 sounds like it's such an impactful read uh, and i can't wait to see i can't wait to see not only this get finished and your husband get a chance to kind of you know put things in his perspective but then you come out with that comic as well it's, it's just sounds like it's gonna be like an emotional like roller coaster <laughs> yeah I'm hope I'm hope I'm hoping so. Honestly, I want people to, to to read what what we're creating and feel those emotions. You know, mm-hmm. like we're putting so much emotion into creating it, um, and we want people to get those emotions back. You know, um, even if even if it doesn't reach a lot of people, as long as it reaches somebody and makes a difference, makes an impact on somebody, like that's what that's what I want. Um, you know, and that's another reason why like we expanded onto global comics because I know that the platform is doing nothing but growing. Yeah. Um, which gives us an opportunity to do nothing but grow. Um, so I'm really excited for where we're going to go from here and, um, you know, what's going to happen from here. I may be on a little bit of a hiatus coming up just because of the fact that I'm in the process of buying a house. Oh, congratulations. Um, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> so that is, that's a little exciting. I just applied for the mortgage the other day. So that may delay... Um, the remaining chapters for this arc. However, once everything is settled and we're moved in and everything is kind of back to normal again, I will resume working on the remaining chapters. So it'll probably be another few months before anything else comes out. But there will still be um, some things here and there that we'll be coming out with, like some some promo art and some little recreational things here and there. <laughs> No, congratulations. That is so awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I really appreciate you coming back on the show to not only break down Chapter 17, but give us a a nice deep look at, you know, the changes that are going to be happening and, and kind of using this as a platform to kind of get that news out there. That means a lot to me. I love when people think of the show as like a means of doing that because that's exactly, you know, where I'm trying to be within the indie community. So thank you uh, for, for choosing this platform for that. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me back. It's always a pleasure. Um, it's always nice to have an opportunity to talk about the goings on because I feel like the only people I really chat about with it are like my husband and like our best friend and maybe a couple <laughs> of other people. So it's it's nice to have the chance to really just like get it out there because I'm like, I want to tell everybody these things, but like, I don't want to give anything away. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, keeping it geekly is the best place to geek out. So I mean- <laughs> it was only natural. So before we end things, you know, you've been on the show before, so you know how this goes. We always like to ask one question in particular that will serve a great greater purpose for anyone new who might be watching, or even if they're old, uh, they, they, they might you know be able to take benefit from it. So um, with this time around, I want to ask a little bit different of a question for anyone sure. that's watching um, and maybe they're having trouble getting like any sort of like longevity to their comic, you know, anything past a couple issues like within the script you know, writing, what type of advice would you offer them to kind of help them get the most out of their script, you know, to be able to make it 
you know, more than just one issue, you know, to, to help kind of flesh out that story and, and get and give it a little bit more. Embrace your individuality. Um, and the reason I say that, and I know it might sound a little bit odd, but the reason I say that is, like I said, all of my stories have been pulled from personal experience. Um, if you can, if you can somehow find a way to take something that you've gone through or something that, um, you know, you've seen someone go through and you can incorporate that in your tale, you can make it so much more impactful. You mm -hmm. can stretch the story so much further because dealing with that trauma alone is a story in and of itself. Um, and if you can make the story out of the recovery, um, that I think is a really good, a really good way to make a story longer. Um, as an example, a lot of the characters in in my story, um, one of the reasons why the plot is so long is because a lot of it is based on the characters dealing with recovering from traumas that they've undergone. Mm -hmm. um, and I won't give away too much, but like my my main character completely unfolds. Um, you know, so you see throughout the story like multiple transformations of multiple different characters and you can't you know you in order to get that you have to have a long story so i personally feel like the easiest way to get a story with some longevity with some grip uh with something that is going to pull several issues is if you can make it something that incorporates recovery or trauma or some kind of adventure that someone has gone through in their life. Mm -hmm. No, I think, I think that is a remarkable uh, piece of advice. I know having 17 chapters out already with the goal of having 25, you would be one of the, the better, you know, people to ask that question to, because you obviously have been writing, you know, stuff that has longevity to it. So I appreciate that. Thank you. And I think, adding your own like flair to it, adding your own personality to it and, and what you've gone through really can give you a lot to work with, a lot to pull with because you're you're drawing off experience there instead of just grasping for straws. Right, exactly. You know, you, you've been through it or you've seen somebody go through it so you know more realistically what it's like instead of kind of just being like, oh, I'm going to give this person this, but then have absolutely no idea how to connect mm -hmm. it to real life. No, absolutely. And, you know, I, one of the best things we, you know, find ourselves like drawing to more and more is real life experiences that helps you get more immersed within the comic and the reading experience. So, yeah, I think it really goes hand in hand. And whew, I mean, that, that was a really deep response. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Kevin, thank you so much thank for you. swinging by, breaking down your news. I have a demon chapter 17 and what to expect in the future. This has been an awesome show. Everyone watching, I hope you've been having an awesome Tuesday night. But most importantly, guys. Keep it geekly.